This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. I think you guys are a horrible influence on me. This weekend I was at a charity walk for hydrocephalus and the team ahead of us had that loop quote on their shirt that said, Fear not, only believe and she will be healed. They were walking with the nine-year-old kid that had hydrocephalus and I just blurted out, that's not working out too well for you, is it? (laughs) I've just lost all my decency. Thanks, guys. Glory hole. Hey, Tom and Cecil, this is uh, Matt from Phoenix. I just want to let you know the song from last week's episode is Stars and Stripes Forever by John Philip Sousa. I know this because I happen to be opening my own crack house. Uh, I've got my Series A financing taken care of, but I'm not going to be able to do the grand opening unless I can find a giant pair of scissors. Anyways, love the show, guys. Glory Hulk. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 245 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we are joined by all of the No Religion Required cast for this episode. We've got Bobby C., Miss Ashley, and Jeremiah on the program. So, welcome. Hey, y'all. Nice to meet you, Noah and Heath. How's it going? Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm hanging up on this dude. What the wow. fuck? <laughs> that's great. That's, that's great. Yeah. You know um, what? We are no longer affiliated with Jeremiah. I don't we, know who this Jeremiah guy is. Excuse me, but um, please excuse our coon dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we are no longer affiliated with Jeremiah. We don't know who he belongs to. <laughs> he just shows up like a stray dog. He just, just showed the, up. <laughs> I'm really just the fucking third wheel of the show anyway, so that's awesome. okay. So that's we a- did we did want to schedule this a little early today, Bobby C, because we saw yesterday that you went to the uh out to dinner and you wound up getting the senior citizens discount. So we scheduled a little early so you get to see <laughs> Maybe watch Matlock if you wanted. You know, that, Wapner could be on. You could relax a little while, and you know, you know, I, I, we know the the elderly like to get to sleep, so we just wanted to schedule you a little early today. We well, get your Superbird special at Denny's for like three ninety nine, right? Like That's you guys awesome. Are... The AARP discounts are worthwhile. Look, I so, so. enjoy going out to dinner with him because I get my meals at half price. <laughs> He's silent as shit, too. I know, so it's scary just fuming over there. Damn. It's scary as hell, too, because I met the guy. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? <laughs> look, look, I got, look. I got my first senior citizens discount, and this is no kidding. I got it. I got it. I got, no, I got it. As a baby. <laughs> 
thing is, is when you're in the South, like the 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 the, the life expectancy is so low. <laughs> yeah, 40, yeah, yeah, fucking forty one apparently. Yeah. South of the Mason-Dixon line, anyone over the age of 40 are just shocked they're still alive. Like, really? Hey, look, I'm damn proud of my AARP card. Thank you. <laughs> but, yes, I did. We went out to eat, and they gave me a 5% discount for That's senior amazing. citizen. Amazing. Yeah, So, but I appreciate you scheduling this kind of early because it is getting kind of late and close to my it's, bedtime. It's a- <laughs> yeah. You should have told him you were five uh, percent to see if you could stack the discounts. Be like, I was. I'm a World War II vet, motherfucker. Another five percent. Five percent is just. It's just insulting enough twice, right? It's, right? it's a very low amount of money, and you're not a senior citizen. It's, it's like, like Fuck here, you. let me show you just how much I don't appreciate you. Here's five yeah. percent. He showed he showed me the receipt. I turned around and said, "Baby, do I need to go get your walker out the truck?" Oh shit! <laughs> she, did. She, she pulled the walker thing oh, on me. Shit. Oh yeah, I, I can get the cashier to help you to the truck. But yes, thank you so much for doing this early because it yeah. is a little past my bedtime. Yeah, we 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 aim to please here. So yeah, so just you just let us know when the sun sets down there because we want to make sure you get get all the shut eye you need. <laughs> the, yeah, what a sunset about two and a half hours ago. <laughs> I think you're just going blind, look, Bobby. That's look. what's that's going just, on. That's cataract. Yeah. The sun is it's fucking two in the afternoon. You okay with there, Miss Ashley? Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> you're killing Ashley, man. <laughs> At my expense too. I mean, come well, on. It, it, don't worry. Her, her time will come. So we wanted to talk to you guys about this story from the Raw story. Uh it's pastor at the Passion for Truth Church. Sentenced to prison for swindling the elderly. But before I launch into the kind of details about the story and then pass it off, um, I, I do want to point out that Cecil asked me specifically. He said, "You know, can you find a story to you know send over to these guys?" And he said, "Try to find something from the South." And I thought, "Motherfucker, try to find one of these stories that's not from the South." <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, I went. I went hunting for about. Three seconds. They're all from the South. One hundred percent of these kinds of stories are from the South. So I guess we have you guys to thank. Well, you, we're, uh, we're damn for the proud to help. Content of this program. Yeah, we're damn proud to help. Uh, so this this Missouri pastor was at a church called the Passion for Truth. Um, he also has a passion for stealing shit. Um, and defrauding the elderly, but he gets really crazy. Did he get you, Bobby? No, I still have my money, <laughs> damn it. You ass. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he, he, de- he defrauded Bobby, but he gave him a 5% discount. And it's just funny that they called Missouri to South, but that's all right. Keep going. Well, sure as fuck in the North. <laughs> Look, anything south of Chicago must be south to them. And, well, it's, I mean, a little farther. Let's say 20 miles south of Chicago, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I feel like nobody claims Missouri. I, and I feel like that's entirely fair, actually. No, I've got two roommates from Missouri, and they don't know if they're in the Midwest. They don't know if they're in the South. They just have the worst mix of both. Missouri is just a shithole. Which yeah, is why like, it's called Missouri. Yeah, but do they call it Missouri or Missouri? Yeah, there's the answer, right? Yeah. They're they're also PhD students, so they don't like it's I don't know. They, they somehow know. escaped. So uh, Missouri is kinda it's like it is right there in between. It's kind of the taint of America. It's just it's neither here nor there. It doesn't it hasn't really committed. <laughs> yeah, it's just kinda stuck you know? right there in the middle, kind of. I gotcha. Right, yeah. You just like I sort of feel like I should be doing something with that, but mm, pass. <laughs> so, <laughs> This guy, Jim Staley, he steals $3.3 million um, from a, a, a host of uh, elderly folks within the church who trusted him because of his Christian faith and his values. 
Um, many of them were suffering from dementia, which would explain the Christian faith and values. Yeah. Um, and uh, his victims were not members of his own parish. He apologized, but then he repaid a whopping $1,900 and then later said, hey, man, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> that was like his defense for this. You know what I call that? I call that a fucking admission is what I call it. So, Well, how are you in the wrong place? Oh, man, I was just I tripped and fell. It was a fucking weirdest fluke thing. And then I fell on all these elderly people and you squirted money out. <laughs> That's almost as bad as well, honey. Um, I accidentally slept with her. <laughs> I just I just tripped and fell in it. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And she also happened to be elderly too, so that's hey, hey. Yeah, so she fits in with me well apparently. Yeah, and Bobby C gets the senior citizens discount on that one so it all works out. <laughs> so he he also ran a, a a church. He ran this church called the Christian Rights or Christian Roots Movement, forgive me. Um, which advocates following the Bible in the manner of the early Christians before churches started adding and subtracting from the word of God. Um, evidently, I guess, like, defrauding the elderly was a part of the original church, so that's probably how he got a little mixed up. It just it was an honest mistake. Anybody could have made it. Well, yeah, $3.3 million, and it was an honest mistake. Anybody could have done that. Well, see, sure. the, the, here's the thing that, that bothers me is the fact that they see this man as a man of God. He's a man of the cloth. And they it never dawns on them that this dumbass is taking complete advantage of them because they can't see it without outside of their spiritual goggles that they got on. But if they would this read the Bible. God, he won't do anything wrong. But if they had actually probably read the Bible, they'd see that God was the same way. No, this man didn't kill nobody. As he well. killed the shit out of their wallet. Exactly. <laughs> and he took advantage of them. Just he like, killed the hell out of their finances, but he didn't kill them. But just like God took advantage of everybody else in the Bible. So, I mean, why couldn't they see that? I guess that's why they thought it was okay. No, because they hold him up to to a higher standard than they should because they automatically think, well, he's a pastor, so he's an honest man. So in your experience, like as, as, a, as a formerly religious person, like, would that have been something? Do you think it would be particularly easy to defraud the people within a church? Would they would they just automatically make that assumption, or would they be a little? It, no, skeptical? hell no. It, it's very easy, especially down here. Or I'll just say in a Southern Baptist tradition, that's what I came out of. Okay, they hold the hot the pastor to such a high standard, and they have him on such a high pedestal that there's they see him doing no wrong, saying no wrong, and he is the epitome of their god. I mean, I can see where it's so easy for this pastor to take advantage of his congregation or take advantage of his flock because they expect him to be their their guidance. They expect him to be the person they can go to and give them their spiritual guidance. Well, it's just like he took advantage. You have a level. You have God and then you have the preacher. Yeah. You know, so the man that speaks for God. Yeah. So when a preacher speaks, they uh, the congregation automatically thinks that that's God speaking to them. Okay. So then I have another question because now that makes me curious. So to be a preacher within that community, like, so, so like it, it, it strikes me about like the Mormons have their prophets, right? And their, their prophets are kind of like the same, like you get a, you get, I don't know, appointed or whatever. You get chosen as a prophet and then you're a prophet, and now you, like, everything you say is sort of, like, verbatim passed down from, from God. And the, and the Catholics have a pope, and there's sort of a process for that. So what's the process to become a pastor? Because this is an esteemed position within your community, right? Well, not your community, but within that community. 
So like, what's the process? I think the way to qualify is just you just have to have no sense of ethics whatsoever. But that's just me. Or is it like, are you the only one in town that can read? Is that like? <laughs> it's the only one in town with all his teeth. And he looks good when he stands up there and smiles. No. Um, like the no. only guy with a white suit? That's <laughs> Right. And the only one that's able to handle a snake properly. But it's what it comes down to is they see it as a calling. Right? So they get this calling from this, this, this invisible sky daddy that tells them they need to be a pastor. Then they go to the current pastor and they start working under that pastor. Like an apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. And can then, anybody say they had the calling? Like, yes. Yeah. You know, or or can the can the pastor say like oh, I don't think you're cut out for this? Kid. Well, Ashley couldn't say she had the calling because she's a woman and she's supposed to keep her mouth shut. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, so in your tradition, you can't have a female pastor. There's no, no female no. pastors. No, haven't you read the damn? Not Bible? your tradition. Forgive me. Your former tradition. Haven't so, you read the damn? There's Bible? no female. No, they just recently started allowing females to be preachers. I have yet seen a Southern Baptist female preacher. Oh, I'm letting them in the church, but. <laughs> Well, and also one of the things I know that when I was growing up in the church, pants. they ain't having none of that shit. I know I go to church naked. Um, that's how you know. That's how I was brought into this go, world. So I might as well. You go well to the church, church of geriatrics right over here. <laughs> Whatever. But the way that things would work, like in our church, when we had a pastor who um, actually got caught screwing the or- organist, uh, organist, um, she knew how to work the organ. Yeah, um, they ended wow. up having to interview. Oh. The the church, they 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 gathered a group of people. It was called the pastors' committee to appoint a new pastor, and they would bring in. That's like, a pretty original name. I, you know, <laughs> pastors' <laughs> committee. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So they would bring in eight pastors from you know all over the southeast. Okay, and then they would let all eight pastors preach for one Sunday. They had a preach off. Yes. Wait a minute. Do they have a fucking preach off? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah for eight amazing. Are you serious? Yeah. For eight. I weeks. would yes. pay money for that. And holy shit, they had a goddamn pre. If there is ever a fucking preach off, you need to let me know. I'm getting on the first plane to fucking wherever that goddamn hillbilly ass community is, and I am going to sit in the pew and watch a preach off. What you're going to do, Tom, is you're actually going to fly to the nearest city, which is probably somewhere in Virginia, and then you're going to drive 600 miles. <laughs> like 17 <laughs> hours to yeah. the hills. Hey, planes come to Georgia, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only the only the ones that with relief aid. Yeah. <laughs> I th- okay, no, somebody posted a thing on Facebook today. There's a reality show coming up apparently called so you think you can preach yep that i would say yeah, this fuck. is a joke this no, is not a joke not. i'm not that funny i'm not making this shit oh. up. you're <laughs> right hey you're right he's not fucking funny and, and <laughs> you, you know that's true but you can win apparently twenty five thousand dollars i, I kind of want to enter. enter i wonder if that, that would be whoever amazing. wins will give at least 10 percent of their twenty five thousand to the church Okay, so I I interrupted you because they're having their fucking rapping preach-off thing where, like, Eminem comes out and he's got the music and his moment and all that. And, you know, so, okay, so they're having their preach-off. And what's... They, they have their preach-off. And then at the end of whatever, how many weeks they have the preachers, um, then the committee gets together again and decides which one spoke more truth 
from the Lord. And, but but you also wow. got, but you also have to remember that what they're going off is which pastor the elders of the church yes. liked. So it's not so the people on the panel are the elders of the church. Mm-hmm. They're the people who's been there since God was a child. Right. Right. <clears throat> and they've been there forever. And whichever one appeals to the older generation of the church, that's the one they choose. Yes. Like your age, folks. You asshole. I, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> to my generation. They talk to my generation, the yeah, senior citizen discount generation. That joke is getting a lot of mileage. That's Holy awesome. shit, man. I'm telling you. we got to be done by 3.30. <laughs> Scott, that joke has almost as much mileage as Bobby has had. So. Oh, shit. See what he's doing? I'm telling, I'm telling you what. I'm, I see a fire button in the future. But it's... <laughs> No, but that's what they do. They preach to the older generation, and the older generation is who selects what pastor stays. It's kind of wow. like they. It's kind of like they say fuck it to the younger generation. It's not for you, right? right? So it's eight pastors who are looking for a job, and they're coming and they're quote unquote interviewing by preaching to the church. Yeah, they don't have to go through a whole interview. I mean, they don't really have to go through a, what are you going to bring to the church? If no, we, no. How do you preach? It's how all and how do you preach? Yep. So the more fire and brimstone you bring to the table, like that's, if that's. Yes, the more wow. they love you. The more they love uh, you. So, so does, does one of the elders, like, do, do they get an option to have like, like a button where they can save you, you know, like give you immunity or something. Like, you know what? You know what it is, Tom. They all sit in pews, and then when they don't like them, the, they hit a button and the pew spins pews around. Turn around. Yeah, <laughs> you get four X's. You're right. Done. You get four X's. You're fucked. <laughs> America's got preaching. Wow. America's got pastors. Wow. No, but that's. But you know, I can remember many times sitting in my mom and dad's church. And watching these pastors come in every Sunday, a different pastor. And you listen to those pastors preach. Everything that Ashley said is true. That's exactly how they do it. Were you ever like, did you ever listen to one of them? Go, he'll never get the job. This guy doesn't. This guy sucks. Or were they all like, I mean, were they all basically the same? Or did they bring? Now, I'm curious what that was like as like not an elder. Oh, I guess you couldn't answer that question. But like, (laughs) imagine for a moment you weren't an elder. <laughs> you know, I remember trying. I remember riding home with my grandparents home from church, and my grandparents were about the same age as that Bobby is now. And oh, uh, shit. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> God! Oh man, Bobby, this is great. I, I nearly feel bad that we brought this. No, up. you don't. Shut up! Don't you fucking okay. lie. I don't feel bad. At I know all. you so, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> But anyways, I remember riding home and listening to my grandparents discuss the preachers. And, you know, one of the biggest topics that was brought up was, oh, yeah, this preacher's going to bring some money into the church. And I remember thinking to myself, what does money have to do with it? Well, yeah, what would the church, like, what good would that do you as a, as somebody who's just a member of the congregation, if the church had a money? What would what difference would it make to you? You still show up on Sunday and somebody yaks at you and you go home and watch football. Like how does how does anything change? And the more money that comes into the church, the yeah. better pews we had. No, but you have oh. to you have to remember the more lighting we had. No, 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 no. Huh? You you have to remember. Well, what do you? You don't have electricity anyway. What kind of the lights? <laughs> They're just like candles. We just like the way them fancy bulbs look. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the preacher that can invoke um, the most. Uh, Emotion, because when you evoke emotion, 
it's that emotion that makes people give more because you're, sure. you're evoking that, that right. emotion in that the, person. The more people in the congregation. So the more you can get them going hallelujah, amen, and raising their hands, the more the plate's going to fill. It does jack shit for us being the, right. being the congregants except the fact that we feel good when we leave. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But to the church, when you're looking at a church that has no building fund or they don't have money coming in and they can bring in this hot shot, you know, hellfire and brimstone pastor to come in and preach to the congregation and get them all jumping up and down, feeling good about themselves. They start like putting, some, they some start big city preacher from Fayetteville or something. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. No, no, no. Get it right. It's from Ludawissi. A big, uh, <laughs> there's a town here called Ludawissi. I swear. I swear. Um, but the, or Jessup. But they start putting twenties in the plate instead of ones, and that's what they're looking for. Hey, I, I had a damn preacher. I was sitting in the congregation, and the preacher, when he passed a plate around, said these words. He said, "We appreciate the kind that jingles, but we need the kind that folds." Yeah, Just he said straight that, up. Here straight we go. up. We appreciate the kind of jingles, but we need the kind that folds. And I'm Man. like, you got to be shitting me. So now you're telling me what type of money I have to give. The thing that strikes me is if you were a guy who used to give change, you probably don't have a lot of extra dough. Like if you were like shaking the fucking pocket change out of your pocket to dump in the collection plate. You probably don't have a lot of spare money laying around. Exactly, and which is why we get excited because Bobby gets discounts. Five <laughs> percent off your tithing. Okay, goddamn. Okay, but if you if you think about it, if you live in a small farming town here in South Georgia, <laughs> which is god. literally all the towns. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! I was about to say, baby, you just need to be. You need to be. I mean, you just named all of Southeast Georgia. So right. So as soon as you said this hypothetical, like three of my teeth fell out. <laughs> It was like unbelievable. And I had sex with my sister. So. The, the, the diploma on my wall fucking fell off. As soon as he said that, he said he had sex with his sister. We just last year had a brother and a sister get arrested for having sex in a pickup in, in a big truck. In I a am big not truck? Even remotely yes, surprised. it was a brother and sister. They were in a Kenworth. And they got caught in a church no, parking lot? No. The, 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 the brother parked his 18-wheeler in the church parking lot. His sister decided to join him. They were, he was walking his sister home, and the police Hey-o. and the police showed up, asked what they were doing, and the brothers like, "Why well, just got done fucking my sister?" And I'm walking her home. Was his name Josh Duggar or? <laughs> oh. You could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness. Earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch as well. It's actually not one story as so much as a series of stories. Um, and there's some great uh, audio clips. So I think we'll lead them through with the audio clips and then we'll bullshit about them. So the first one, uh, this one comes from, uh, this is uh, Pastor Hagee, John Hagee. This is the guy who doesn't like uh, atheists in his country and tells them that they need to leave, get on the nearest plane, nobody will miss him. Um, yeah, that Hagee. Um, he wants to talk a little bit about Israel. And this is this whole thing is basically about end time shit. So this is whole, that's the theme based on all of these different clips. But this is John Hagee from the Hagee Hotline. The United States of America had better pay attention to this because Israel is the nation God has sworn to defend. God could care less 
what we say about Russia, about China, about Iran. I thought God loved us, too. Because aren't we the special... I thought we were, like, the specially anointed by God nation, that, like, God was, like, God had a chubby for us before we were ever made, and because... We're pretty well, we're relatively new <laughs> on the global front. You come right down to it. Can you imagine listening to John Hagee's like message of peace and love if you're Chinese or Russian? You're like, I know. wait a minute, <laughs> wait. And that people, guy, like, uh, and then you'd be looking around like, but we're more people. Yeah, like we're so many more people. But when we as a nation take a stand against Israel, God will take a stand against us. I refer you to the Babylonians, to the Romans, to the Greeks, to the Ottoman Empire, to the great empire of of England. That is now nothing more than an island. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't England always an island? (laughs) It was always an island, man. Isn't that amazing? It was all. I think he's referring to the to the to the decline of the of of the British Empire, but that was not because God swooped in. It was because colonialism sort of went out of fashion. <laughs> what he's trying to equate is the people who went against Israel all fell down. He started listing all these different places, and I'm thinking, we the fucking is so weird. Like Rome, he's just naming things that aren't around anymore. Yeah. Because of their anti-Semitic actions against the Jewish people. If we allow terrorists to attack Israel, God will allow terrorists to attack the United States of America. Um, <laughs> he didn't... He, what are you talking about? <laughs> he fucking didn't stop 9-11. He didn't, stop, he didn't stop, like, the USS Cole. He didn't stop the fucking two dorky-ass marathon bomber kids. He didn't He didn't stop. He, he also didn't stop uh, the federal building that was in Oklahoma. Right. He did Yeah, it's exactly. Like, what has he stopped? What exactly has he stopped? <laughs> the thing I mean, is, is, Tom, you don't know what he stopped. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah man. He could have stopped a whole bunch of stuff. Could have been <laughs> millions, but there's only, like, seven or eight or nine or ten. Yeah, yeah. That even that guy like in the Olympics back in Atlanta, right? Right. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> fucking like it's like it's like God is so weak sauce that some fucking chubby security guard can fucking set off a bomb. And God's like, oh man, I wasn't looking. Hold on a minute, on the two marathon bombers, dude. He's like, oh come on, Sorry, I, can't, I can't do anything. I can't do anything about that. I, I like the security guard union. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't guard like sporting events. I will guard NASCAR, though. You ain't never seen no terrorists at no NASCAR race, have you? This is our destiny that Congress is voting on. Call your senator, call your congressman, and tell them stand up and speak up for us and for the state of Israel. Man, that guy's got an Israel hard on, doesn't Golly. he? Golly. Goodness gracious, you could fucking hang a fucking, you could hang a fucking suit from it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so fucking stiff and hard. God damn, man. They fucking love themselves some Israel, man. Good lord. There is some fucking straight Israel fucking love that is hard and fast and true and forever, and it is not going anywhere. Oh, man. It's, that's it. That's just, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go pick my history book up and look for the time when England wasn't an island. Uh, as a, as we were asking these prophets, it's very interesting about the United States. We were reminded of a word we had about several years ago. What we call uh, it's um, it's using typology, but a sheep or a goat state, and the sheep states were ones that were standing biblically. And the goats states were those who didn't. 
And- what? What the <laughs> fuck is she talking about? What is that even? What is she saying? Can you even hear her? She's a sheep. The she- I love that. I love that this woman is praising sheep. That that's the that's the thing that they praise is the sheep. Dude, I I listen to that and I can't even process it. That's awesome. She's talking about sheep states and goat states, and my brain's just like, no. One thing that prophet after prophet said is you're going to see the rain fall in the, in the states that are following biblical principles, and you're going to see drought come. And so we'll see we'll see what happens with that. And uh, Texas is a super religious state that was in a drought for like fucking a million years. Yeah, she, address, she addresses that, though. She says that there's rains now. Uh, you know, in the future... But I know, like here in Texas, we're just seeing abundance of, you know, we're saddened about flooding. But what happened in the, uh, the abundance of the rain was the lakes filled up, you know, uh, the rain brought great blessing, great fruitfulness mm-hmm. to harvest. And Oklahoma, some other states like that. Yeah, but I want to also mention, too, that a large swath of, of Texas, I'm looking at the U.S. drought monitor right now. Yeah. The large swath of Texas is still in a drought, and it's still in a moderate to severe drought. And then many places that are in the South right now that are completely Bible states. We're talking about the Carolinas, both of them, uh, large parts of Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, and whatever shitty state is above Louisiana. What is that, Arkansas? <laughs> they're all in all in droughts. Like they all have large droughts that sort of go through them. Now, the severest droughts, the exceptional droughts, are in California, Nevada. Uh, we're looking at uh, Washington, Oregon. Uh, then a lot of Idaho, though. Like I'm looking at Idaho. There's a lot going on there. There's one of the Dakotas, I think, up there. Or is that Montana? Montana next to it. So Montana and Idaho. There's a lot going on up there. There's a lot of drought. Big, huge fucking red spots. And I, are you telling me that those aren't biblical fucking states? Right. It's almost as if drought has nothing to do with godliness. Is that what you're reading I, from that map? Look, here's the thing. I'll believe you if I drive... To California and look at the and stand at the state line and it's fucking raining all day across the state line and it never crosses in, and we're talking like right on the state line. I'm talking inches from the state line. I'll be like, okay, maybe you got something. Sure, right, yeah. If all of a sudden, if if every if every fucking uh, blue state is just parched, like oh, yeah, I'm looking. You know, we're pretty blue here in Illinois. There ain't a single bit of drought on there. Oh, huh. no. Huh. Yeah, well, imagine that. That's weird. It's almost like that's a fucking meaningless goat state thing to say. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good goat what state, What is a though. goat state? Gotta be honest. Well, it's the states that you don't get you don't get arrested for fucking goats. There, it's a goat state, <laughs> yeah. As opposed to the sheep states where... You know. Actually, Oklahoma's a goat state. Didn't they want to put up a giant Baphomet statue? <laughs> Actually, it's Baphomet. It's just... <laughs> no, I know. It's not pronounced. <laughs> All right. So we've got – this is fucking balls. This is Jim Baker who now looks like fucking Colonel Sanders. He's hey, like got I a beard. I would recognize him. Yeah. And then the other thing too is Rick Wiles. You're going to hear Rick Wiles speak, but you won't recognize him because he's not speaking so deeply into his microphone with all <laughs> his compression. Yeah, I barely recognized him. I was I was, I was, was listening to him and I was like, oh my God, I can barely rec. But he's a fucking close talker to that microphone because when you hear him speak, he does not sound like his radio voice. So here's uh, 
This is this is awesome. This next one here is just outstanding. This is uh, Jim Baker and Rick Wiles on uh, on Jim Baker's show. Our cycles with the sun. The sun has a two hundred and year two hundred and six year cycle. We just came out of the global warming cycle. Mm-hmm. Food is abundant during the global warming cycle. Mm-hmm. Food is scarce during the two hundred and six year global cooling cycle. Wow. And if you notice, the last several years, winters have been very, very cold, mm-hmm. very snowy, record snowfalls. Yeah. Not in Australia, motherfucker. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, call India. See how their yeah. winters have been. It, it, oh, God. It, it, you know, anecdotally, some places are cold. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, way to sell fear, bro. You're literally thing, selling though. fear because he's selling it for money. Yeah, I want to read what's on the screen right now. A $60 donation or more gets a cornmeal bulk bucket. <laughs> 367 servings because evidently Jim Baker is now a prepper. Yeah, well, that's what he sells. Like He sells all that fucking Christian doomsday prep shit. Right? Isn't that as yeah? Whole we thing talked now? about this on our show. Yeah, he's like he sells all kinds of crazy shit for lots and lots and lots of money. Right? Yeah. So you can hoard your fucking cornmeal. What would I do with three hundred servings of cornmeal? First of all, I doubt that's really three hundred servings. I feel like I could eat a five gallon bucket of cornmeal in a sitting. <laughs> Maybe you're two. Like, you're like that guy, like man versus food. <laughs> except for on yours, it's like man versus bucket of food. <laughs> In the East Coast, oh, yeah. New England, and mm-hmm. Michigan, and so forth. The Great Lakes frozen, you know, solid up through late spring. Right. These are signs that the, that the sun is cooling down. Mm-hmm. A- a- the Russians are very adamant about this. Uh, um, the, the, the head of the Russian um, International Space Station, the section, the Russian side of it, mm-hmm. he is flat out saying, and he was saying this, Seven years ago, the little ice age will start in the winter of 2015. Really? Oh. And it's on record. You can go on the Internet and find these, mm. these predictions. Wait, you can find his prediction on the Internet? It must be true. Well, the, why are the Russians so interested in it? Well, look at where their, their landmass is at. Yeah. Okay, if they lose their food, they're in trouble. Sure. Jim, what do nations do when the food runs out? They go to war. They go to war. They, they have steal to it find from each other just like they will. Yes. Just like New York, Chicago, all your big cities will be hell. The gangs will take what they want. They will kill to take what they want. And then they will start eating bodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll let that happen. Sure. I'm sure that that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah we're going to run we, out of food. You know what we're going to do, Tom? Here's what we're going to do. Before we run out of food, we're going to go – let's just say that fucking they're absolutely right. Let's just fucking – I'm just going to go out there and be like, you know what? You are absolutely right. We're going to – it's a little ice age. We're going to lose a bunch of food somehow. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how you can cool us down that much where it would affect us. But maybe maybe it's possible. Let's just presume that he's, he's telling the truth. We're not going to use all the money we spent on warfare shit between now and then. To go take anything we want. You know that you're going to just walk up to be like, okay, Mexico, 
we're going to basically take this now. You can have the North. <laughs> you let you into the United States, but we're going to take this land from you. Because, you know, like, what, what, who's going to stop them from doing it? You think that they're going to let Chicago and New York and all these places go to fucking cannibalism before they do that? Dude, it, it, if, it, if, if, if shit gets to the point where we're eating each other, it doesn't matter if you have a fucking busket of cornmeal in your basement. <laughs> Like shit yeah, has gotten the road. so fucking real yeah. at that point. It makes yeah. You know, we export a tremendous volume of food across the world. Before people start eating each other, I mean, we are a nation of excess. We could all collectively stop eating right now, and we'd be good for a good nine months. Well, this thing lasts two hundred and six years. America's so fucking fat, we could make it another two hundred and ten. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be fine. We're fucking generationally fat. Yeah. And that's we're so again. fat we give birth to fat babies. <laughs> we give birth to babies that have fucking slim fast breast milk. <laughs> I said who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. So this story comes from the Raw story. Anti-LGBT Michigan priest warned teens against sinful gay behavior by cramming a bagel in your ear. Uh, this is pretty awesome. Uh, so a Michigan priest claims he successfully explains to teenagers why homosexuality is sinful by comparing anal sex to cramming a bagel in your ear. Um, and here is his quote. This is the question which is asked by junior high kids. Why does God hate gays? Here's the image that I use, the priest continued, saying he asked, what if I just rip open a bagel, I take it, and I cram it in my ear? What would you say? Ricardo said, teens usually say the bagel doesn't go there. And I say, exactly, that will ruin your ear canal. <laughs> well, not if you use some fucking, you know, spread as a little bit of lube. That's true. You're That's fine. True. Also, he could probably change it to a different hull and find a more elongated item, right. too. Yeah, it's like, well, what if I what if I cram a tire iron in my eye socket? Like, oh, okay. well, just think. Okay, well, let's talk about the anus, right? You'd be like, okay, well, what if I put this life preserver up there? I'd be like, well, you, that's not gonna work. I mean, you would need a whole lot of lube, right? And you might have to reshape it a little. But now, if we're talking about a cucumber, the same thing. It's like, it's like, well, what if you, what if I took this Q-tip and said, what I, I put the, what, where should I put this? And they say, well, in your ears. You'd be like, no, motherfucker, you're not supposed to put Q-tips in your ears. <laughs> Don't you read the side of the packaging? Don't you read the goddamn packaging? Well, what about if I take an office chair and cram it down my throat? Like, <laughs> all right, you just pick a bunch of stuff that won't fit anywhere else. <laughs> like, it's, it's like a- your first studio apartment. Like, basically, you just have a bunch of shit. You're trying to stuff in there, and then finally you're just like, well, the cat goes. The fucking cat goes. He's taking up too much space. He's treating the human body like a Mary Poppins bag. Yeah. You know, like you just, you just keep sticking stuff in it. It's, it's like, like a TARDIS it's for like you a candelabra down there. You just, yeah. like, whatever, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You back a truck up in that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> well, what if you paved a super highway into your <laughs> What a weird Can you imagine like the teenagers who are just like <laughs> fucking sitting in an audience with this guy? He's like, What if you cram a bagel in your ear? And you're just like, This does not address my concerns. 
Could you imagine sitting there? The amount, like the actual audible noise of all the eye rolling that is going on at that point, where they're just like patting them on the head, be like, "Okay, just get your diatribe out of the way. We want, we already know how sex works, right? Bro. Exactly. They want to be like, doesn't one of them raise their hand in the audience and be like, "Well, what if I fuck my girlfriend in the ass? Yeah. Is that okay? What if I fuck this bagel?" <laughs> I bought like a fucking like, tube of six of those things. I fuck it. I'll give them what for. Bro, you gonna fuck that? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put a little schmear on there. You do. You have to put a little lock schmear on there. <laughs> you just cram a bagel in your home there. This is what happens when you get sex advice from a celibate. I know. Right? It's awesome. Like he has no idea. Like he has just no idea. He's like, I'm buying... Stick a bagel in your head. Sex is like sticking. It's like that fucking forty year old virgin, right? Like right, holding it's a, like a bag of like sand. A bag of sand. Yeah. <laughs> is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? <laughs> so we're back uh, with Bobby C, Miss Ashley, and Jeremiah from No Religion Required. Uh, guys, if people haven't heard of your show, uh, could you explain what your show is and give us a, a little idea of who you are? Sure. We're, we're a southern-based radio show out of Savannah, Georgia. We are live every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Spreaker. So people can – it's kind of cool because we've just recently started going live. And our show is based around – we like having guests – we like talking about deep situations, getting into the the the, the life of, of our guests. We <laughs> like we want to got a chuckle out of Miss Ashley there. <laughs> look, I can't catch a break from look, Ashley tonight. Look, he buzzed out. We like getting into deep conversations <laughs> with like our guests. Deep conversations with our guests because you know yeah, wishful thinking is awesome, isn't yeah. it? No, I like going deep. But see what <laughs> he um, can't, but he likes it. So that's right. I like it. I, I like the thought of it, but you know, we, we like to we, we like to have conversation with guests that you normally wouldn't have. You know, we want to know their their past story. We want to we want to know their deconversion story, and get to know the person instead of what they are doing within the community. And yeah. also on our show, we have something called God Hates Facts, and that's Jeremiah Facts F A C T S. And yes, I can spell. Don't start. So <laughs> Jeremiah does that that segment for our show the science segment and then ashley's reading the bible for the very first time on the air how far are you now miss ashley i am in numbers i'm halfway through numbers oh man the that's people gotta be in really georgia hard to have learned numbers at this point so <laughs> <laughs> i can count to three that's what grade she made it to oh jesus and yeah, that's like that's like you're like a PhD student down there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I graduated sixth grade. Damn it! <laughs> no one one day we'll get to the book of colors, and then we'll get onto the animals. <laughs> we're we're gonna do anatomy here. Show me on the doll. Show me on oh, the doll. That's amazing. But but for the most part, we have a we have a. I mean, we're a back porch radio show. We have conversations like we like you would be just sitting on your back porch. Drinking a, a sweet glass of tea. Yeah, with some Crown Royal. And, you know, that's what we do. We don't sit on our back porch in Chicago. We're too afraid of stray bullets. They'll <laughs> shoot at your ass up there. Are you kidding me? But, yeah, that's pretty much what we are, man. Look, we, we don't have – we really have no structure. We just We just hang out. We have a good time. And we have some great conversations. So, I mean, but if you – 
you know, we just like hanging out. You, you know, you guys were nice enough to have us on your program once before. And when you, we were on your program, Only you once, did a quiz with us. coming back. Yes. <laughs> and the quiz was, <laughs> was like this dog will hunt and like fucking cotton on my balls or I forget what it was. It's like, <laughs> I forget. But you had us like Southern sayings. Well, we don't really have – what we do is we just speak normal up here. So I couldn't make a, <laughs> a, a northern sayings one. So what normal, I decided to do is make a, standards? make a Chicago quiz to see if you guys know a little bit about Chicago. So, um, so without further ado, this is gonna be uh, fun. here's the quiz. What is the tallest – I'm going to read off four options. What is the tallest building in Chicago? Is it the Trump Tower, the Willis Tower, the Sears Tower – or the Tower of Power. Sears Tower. That's the one where you like the 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 glass square glass thing reaches it's square and glass. Yes. Yeah, that. <laughs> that's called a tower. Yeah, a lot, a lot <laughs> of the yeah. big. It turns out those big shinies yeah, downtown things, are square glass they, towers. All yeah. of them are tower. square, or most of them are square, <laughs> and they're also mostly glass. No, it's actually the Willis Tower. They renamed it about ten years ago. What you talk about, Willis? So it's it's that, okay. It's okay. But it used to be called the Sears Tower. So that was very. You were very so close. Trick question. That's just fucked up. We didn't give y'all a trick question. <laughs> hey, hey, they're giving you multiple choice, Bobby. That's like they're dumbing it down for us. Oh, uh, all right. So I'm. So in Chicago, we have different names for interstates, right? So we. We have things that are called I and then it will say 90 or something, but we also name them after famous people. So I'm going to read off names of interstates and you tell me whether it is a real name for an interstate or whether it's not a real name for an interstate. Okay. Okay. So the first one is the Stevenson. Is it real or not? The Stevenson. That sounds like a dance. No shit. I picture a whole bunch of people dancing down the interstate. Oh, oh, God. God. She's doing the Stevenson. <laughs> Hell yeah. God damn. Get the banjo, like- y'all. Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen a woman do the Stevenson without music. That's fucking hard. <laughs> I, I tell I you what. I saw a porn with that in it. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's illegal in Georgia. You can't do ooh. the Stevenson down there. Wait, I'm going to so, say no. Okay. It is, a, it is the road. It's, that's I-55 is the Stevenson. Um, okay, why the hell so the do they one. give them names? That's like stupid. The next one is <laughs> the next one is the Blagojevich. The okay. Wait a minute. Now that First of all, <laughs> sounds like a sex move. <laughs> It's like felching, but a little dirtier. Don't you have like Scandinavian immigrants up in the Midwest or something like that? Oh, and here comes the brain. <laughs> you know, we do have Scandinavian immigrants, it turns out. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have immigrants from all of the places, it turns out. So they have an interstate that you can dance on. That's the Stevenson. Right. And then they got the porno interstate. And then they got the porno interstate. The, the Borgovit. The bl- bl- it's called it's called the Blagojevich. Is it an interstate or not? Sure. I'll say yes. Yes. No. That was our. That was Rod Blagojevich was our old uh, old governor that went to jail. So. Oh yeah, I that guy. He was the second one in a yeah. row that went to jail. Yeah, yeah, he has Trump hair, so you'll remember him. He looks like yeah, because he was yeah. making a porno well, on the. And they talking and- shit about us and all their governors are going to prison. <laughs> Ain't none of our governors going to prison. Yeah, you, didn't you just tell us a story about a guy fucking his sister? I mean, <laughs> no, didn't right, you like just you, literally the finish? The moral high ground is awfully yeah. high to take. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's not our governor. <laughs> he was just the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, the tri-state. Tri-state sounds like Jersey no, and New York. I was going to say, there ain't no way it can be the tri-state. That's- okay, hold on. Hold on. Why can't it be the tri-state? I got to hear this. <laughs> Let's look at the states. You got Illinois. 
Yep. Which is where Chicago is, I think. Um, <laughs> isn't that Illinois? Yeah, that's Illinois. Yes. <laughs> it is. Okay, Chicago. It, you got Chicago up, up in Illinois. Right down below that. Yep. And then... <laughs> No, right down below us is y'all, not yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, got then, Indiana, and then somewhere, right? and then somewhere up there is um, Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan. is Wisconsin. So is it is it a road or no? Yes, yes. it is. It is the yes. state. Is son of a bitch? We got hey, that one. What about what about the Obama? That's in DC. Uh uh-uh, no 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 no. Obama's from 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 Chicago. Chicago. Ooh, would they name a street after him? Yes. Well, yeah, they probably would. A bunch of damn Yankees don't know. <laughs> yeah, they probably would. No, that's not a street yet. Although I'm not, not sure it may be a measure. Losers, you can't, okay. you can't even, Losers now you're taking insult cards from Trump. So What about what about the Joseph M. McCormick Expressway? That just sounds really, really intelligent, Joseph so I'm going to say yes. McCormick. Hey, that's the guy that makes the spices. <laughs> the McCormick spices. That's the guy. Yeah. Um, is he from yeah, Chicago? It, it leads off of the, the, the Gordon's Fisherman Expressway. <laughs> <laughs> you can trust that one. That's the guy that makes uh, the spices It's called the right Spice there. Highway. I don't know if you've ever heard McCormick, of it. McCormick. I'm telling you, he makes the spices. Why are you pointing at me? Shit, shit, that's a street. Hell yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's uh, not. I made it up. Bullshit. McCormick was a place. There's actually a, a convention center called the McCormick Place. So but, that's did, a- but didn't he make spices? <laughs> No, no, he was he was the president of International Harvester, so he did not. He may have helped somehow. With the see, we know about International Harvesters down here. I bet you do. <laughs> Shit, yeah. All right, so another one: the Dan Ryan. Dan Ryan. That that, that sounds, sounds like a that sounds like a very painful piercing. <laughs> <laughs> what you got down there? I got a Dan, Dan Ryan. Ryan. I got a Dan Ryan. I got a Dan Whoa. Ryan. Hold on, let me. Jeez, that's, gonna, that's gonna itch when yeah. I try to do the Stevenson. That's <laughs> those get, <laughs> man. But I'll tell you what: when you're giving somebody a nice Blagojevich, it'll wake them up. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, evidently Dan Ryan is someone important. Football player for the Chicago Bears, maybe. Is he a football player? <laughs> is he? No. Oh, he's an, okay. No. Look, I don't know a damn thing about football. <laughs> this is great. Um, Dan, Dan, what? Dan Ryan, baseball player for the Chicago Cubs. No, he, no, he's got to be somebody important for him to say his name. Did he get? They already brought up a governor, so yeah, but he's in prison. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is the other governor. No, maybe this is the guy who busted out of prison. No, this that is not a street. Maybe it's a preacher. No, they don't do that up there. Do you want to just vote like? <laughs> Just flip a coin, pick yes or no. No, I, no, I said no. I like it's that not, you're it, sussing it, this out. I appreciate it, the efforts. That it is, it is a this. road. It's, it's the, it's, it's ninety going south of Chicago. So, so why the hell y'all give roads names? I ninety's already a damn name. We got roads that we got interstates that are names. We got the Jim McGillis Highway, and it's Highway Twenty One. When we went down there, wasn't there the Billy Graham Express? Yeah, there's like a Billy Graham. <laughs> that was thing. A, that was that's in, in North Carolina. <laughs> they don't know no different. <laughs> All right, last question. Last question. You ready? What's the condiment in Chicago you can't put on your hot dog? The condom. We don't put condoms on hot dogs. Well, that explains a lot about the South. Yeah. You, you cannot put you cannot put ketchup. It must be mustard. Bravo. Well done. Well done. Wow. Wow. How'd you Good pull that one you. out, Jazz? What, where did that come from? Did, thank you. What hell did that come from? You know what? Sometimes I just, y'all just, you know, I just play dumb to make y'all look good. <laughs> I'm really smart. 
<laughs> Y'all, that that really is true. She's got a four point in college. That, that that's awesome. That really is true. She's a real damn. Smart. But yeah, they don't use. But is that a Southern there. college? Like, yeah. like a, like a, like a, it is oh, called oh, South no. University. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, it's exam time. Break out your crayons and we'll uh It's just a placemat from Shoney's. That's the whole like the whole syllabus. Look, the fact that they know what a Shoney's is is pretty damn cool. No uh, shit. They got Shoney's up there? No, we have restaurants. We have Shoney's <laughs> Do they give senior citizen discounts? They do to you. <laughs> See, but see, I know that there's big differences for you guys because you guys call Coke pop, right? We actually call it soda. I call it soda. I'm a soda guy. I've always grown up calling it soda. But there are people who call it pop here. Yes, they also call. We also call sneakers gym shoes too. We call them shoes. (laughs) Why? I don't know. It's just it's a Chicago thing. Everybody calls them gym shoes. Gym shoes. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Like Bobby's like trying to still try to process these way fucking gym. Not, not 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 J not J I M G Y. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. y'all sharing shoes with some guy named Jim. Jim shoes. to Jim, bro. Like, ever hold the shoes of Jim's? Just, like, we all have to ask his permission. <laughs> I drive a truck for a living, so I spend a lot of time up around Chicago. But I don't ever remember the streets having names. I just knew the interstates. If you listen to the, if you listen to like in the morning, you'll listen to like the radio program. They won't ever tell you what the traffic is on the on I ninety going south. They'll just say the Dan Ryan is this many minutes. But well, that's from, fucking uh, stupid. If you're not if okay. you're not from there, if you're not from Bobby, there, well, fuck the, you. We don't care if you're not from here. That's fucking stupid. Bobby, see, this is how we keep the Southerners out. That's what we do. <laughs> we make it complicated we by make naming complicated stuff. naming <laughs> systems. Hey, look, and the way we keep the South beautiful is we put Yankees on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what? I, I am absolutely amazed whenever you look at the differences between the North and the South. It is it, it truly is night and freaking day, y'all. Night and day. Y'all talk funny, so we have to get used, we have to get used to that to start with. Because because when we met you for the first time at ReasonCon, never saw it coming. Never I would imagine that's what Tom and Caesar looked like. Because in all actuality, last time I saw them, there were cartoons. Look, I thought. And, and and I'm probably never going to be asked back on the show ever again once I say this, but I honestly thought that Cecil, the 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 way I visioned Cecil was, he was like this? yes, yes, he's an old man. I visioned him as an old man with white hair and glasses and earning five percent discounts at KFC. No, hey, really? The funny thing is, is I'm I think I'm only two years younger than Bobby C. Really? Yeah. So yeah, but you, I, yeah, I, still have, yeah. I still have hair with that 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 doesn't have gray in it. So well, that's yeah, that's because you use that just for men. Shit, I understand. <laughs> okay, I understand. I wouldn't have gray either if I had oh, hair and oh, just yeah, for men. Yeah. But see, I, I thought the same thing too because guys down here named Cecil, like the one my mama dated, was named Cecil Ledbetter. <laughs> right? That's not even a fucking true name. Cecil Bedwetter? Cecil? Yes. It, Cecil Ledbetter, yeah. Yes. Um, Mr. Ledbetter had no teeth, right? But he, They're still trying to find out if it's Bobby's no, real daddy or not. No, look, he had no... <laughs> look, we knew the man had no teeth because he kept them in his pocket. Dude, when, wait, hold on a second, because when we were down there, when we... When we went down to to North Carolina, and I say down there because all the South is one amorphous mass, right? Right. So when we went down to ReasonCon... We stopped at a barbecue place called Hillbilly. Yes, you yes. did. It was and fucking you, hilarious. And, and, yep, and you met my friend, the statue guy. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, about the statue <laughs> guy, but also, no shit, I went in the bathroom to wash my hands and, and pray for a quick death. And this dude walked in, and he reached into his fucking pocket and put his, like, we were chatting a little bit. He's like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. You know, we're chatting a little bit. And he reaches in and puts his fucking, pulls his teeth out of his pocket and puts them in his fucking mouth. Yeah, that's what Mr. Ledbetter did. He kept his teeth in his pocket because his dentures hurt his gums. Yeah, here in the north, we keep our teeth in our fucking mouth. <laughs> they don't come out. <laughs> and the women down here keep their teeth in their bra, and it looks like their, their tit is smiling. <laughs> because, see, if women don't put their teeth in their bra strap, then they wrap them up in napkins when they're eating, right? So that way, at least their teeth's not, you know, sitting there smiling at yeah, all the other so, guests. Hold on. Don't you use them when you eat? What other purpose do they? <laughs> no, you take your like, teeth out. If you're not out. using them when you're eating, then why do you even have them at all? Because you gum. No. No, you take your teeth out to eat. Wait, fucking what? I don't understand what you just said. You take your teeth out yes, to eat. Because to the eat. most yeah, people gum it. with you every time you go out to eat. <laughs> no. <laughs> they just got like one friend with teeth and they just yeah. fucking baby birds all of them. Just buy. No. Oh, God, he's regurgitating it all up. Look, go, baby, you, come here. you cut your meat up really, really small and you gum it. Y'all, I love it when she gums it. <laughs> it's wonderful because if we we have to have teeth so that way when we come up north we will be accepted <laughs> <laughs> that's your disguise that's your fucking disguise right now you're getting it but we have to uh, not we because i don't want to say it from experience but <laughs> women have to put their teeth in their bra straps because if they don't they'll wrap them up in napkins and then oh my god what happens when the waitress clears off the table and oh, her boyfriend named Bobby is digging through the damn trash trying to find dentures that ain't there. But anyway. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that happens. Dude, that's fucking like there should be a southern version of the fucking uh, newspaper cartoon Love Is. And it's just be, it should just be like some fucking dude digging through fucking hillbilly's garbage. Love is finding her teeth in the trash. <laughs> while she's sitting in the car. <laughs> yeah, while she's sitting in the car. No, hey, hey, this is this is the, this is the honest truth. The easiest money ever made in my life. I was down at the uh, saltwater dock, and and, and this guy and, and this the guy. What? Wait, the fucking where were you again? At the saltwater dock. The saltwater okay. dock, Tom. It's like okay. it's where they hide the saltwater taffy. I, so, I have no yeah. idea what I do. I know all the words in that phrase. I don't know anything. I have no idea where you're at. But okay. He's by the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to say. It's yeah. a saltwater river. With I'm a, just going to assume with it's, a dock. it's a fucking swamp somewhere. There's like alligators. Essentially, right? Yes. Uh, essentially. So I'm down at the saltwater dock, and, and this guy's throwing a, tw- a 12-foot cash net trying to catch shrimp. Of course he is. <laughs> Was his name was his name Bubba Gump? <laughs> <laughs> it's his retarded brother. So they so but he's throwing this cast net out trying to catch shrimp. What what old boy wore dentures, and he threw his cast net one too many times, and his dentures went flying out in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, <laughs> so, so me, so Holy I was down shit. there crabbing. So, <laughs> with whom, with whom were you crabbing? Yeah, like, we don't usually admit to that up north. Like, we'll just fucking shave and call it a day. <laughs> so, don't help if I was crabbing with mom, huh? <laughs> So anyway, I, anyway, I was down there crabbing, right? 
And the guy paid. Look, the guy said, look, if you'll go get my teeth, I'll pay you $100. So I jumped into water and swam and found the guy's teeth and made the easiest $100 I ever made. God damn, I've made money easier than that. Holy you know, shit. You know what you could do next time is just beat him up and take his teeth and then offer him <laughs> back for $100. <laughs> That's what we would do in Chicago anyway, so I just wanted to give you that another option. That was the option. most southern fucking story <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. That story was more southern than the guy fucking his sister, actually. <laughs> you know, we were going we to ask you a bunch of questions about your podcast. Yes. But it turns out that I think that this conversation we just had is the best endorsement for your podcast possible, because this is what you do on your show. Yes. Yeah. This is exactly it. So, guys, hurry up, run over there, and subscribe. <laughs> so, guys, guys, if people were going to find your show, where would they look? Uh, they, can look they can look for us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker. We're live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Spreaker.com. Do you like live? How are you liking live? You know what? I love it. Uh, and for a while, I didn't know if I would or not because it takes away kind of your, your creative control because the thought, there's no editing. Yeah. You know, so what they hear is what they get. But the greatest thing in the world to me is to be able to click, you know, the button. And, and I like it when he clicks the button. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday night at 7 p.m. <laughs> you are such an ass. Right. But but when you click the come get your gospel, everybody. <laughs> y'all, 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 I can't take her nowhere. <laughs> Um, but when you end the broadcast, you're, you're, you're fucking done. Yeah. God, what is that like? Holy shit. Right. Well, see, I edited oh. for, well, of course you, you guys have been editing much longer than I have, but for the first year of well, the show, have. well, one of you, one of you have, <laughs> yeah. but for the first year I did all the editing and I, you know, I love podcasting, but the editing was the one thing that I, that I can say I really hated because it took so much of my time during the week. Yeah. When, whenever we went live, <laughs> I got that time. I was laughing, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, Bo now Bobby has more time for crabbing. So, so he's making like $400 a week fishing teeth out of rivers. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a part-time job down there. <laughs> Does it have benefits when you do that? Like you get like free dental. He gets gum. <laughs> if anybody down there got free dental, they wouldn't have all these fucking teeth flying out with their cast <laughs> look, their you got, look, you got that shit right. You guys, you guys, this this has been absolutely hilarious. We can, I can't wait to have you guys on again. This is just it's just so much fun to talk to you. You're right. It's like sitting out on a back porch just having a good conversation. You're it's just like the conversations we had with you at ReasonCon. Uh you guys are just I mean this is this is genuinely you. And I think that if people really enjoyed this conversation, they would absolutely love your podcast. Well, if nothing else, they can come over, listen, and make fun of us. Yeah. Well, that's what we do. So. We're used to that. <laughs> that's our job. <laughs> We're used to that. Guys, thanks for joining us Thank tonight. you so, so much, much for having Thank us. This so has truly been a good time. So we want to thank our uh, latest patrons, Jason, Carl, Stephen, Kay, Danny, Dalradian, Kai, Mark, Henrik, Chrissy, Michael, James, Lee, Carl, Dylan, Eric, Jeannie, and Dan. Thank you all so much for your generous donations. We we really appreciate it. You know, as much as we kid around about uh about 
you know, little work and a bad show and whatever. We really do like the show we put out. We wouldn't keep doing it for 244 episodes if we didn't. And we we also uh, we also know that this is actually a lot of work. It's a it's a part time job. Uh, we put a lot of effort into the show, and we're we're super thrilled that uh, that people will give us their hard earned dollars uh, in exchange for uh, for us making it. So we, we we couldn't be more grateful to all of you. So thank you all so very much. We also got some PayPal donations, Tom. Uh, who who donated via PayPal? We did. We got uh, donations from Oren and from Bill. Oren, Bill, thank you very much. PayPal is another option. Um, you can go to the donate button on our website um, if you prefer that over Patreon. So thank you very much. Again, we're grateful. Very grateful. So a couple times ago, I want to say a couple shows ago, we got a tweet that we were hypocrites. Um, we talked about it on the air, but um, but the person actually wasn't doing the thing that I was talking about. And then they sent us a Twitter barrage <laughs> i've never i it had to be what 25 tweets yeah it was crazy amount was, of tweets i went to my you know i went to check the tweet i was like you have like 40 some messages yeah. like holy shit it was, blowing it up. Was, it's all this one person yeah they, they they laid it out so they basically sent us an email via twitter if you'd Which like is to, crazy yeah, if you'd like to send us an email you can send it to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com uh but uh but instead they sent us a long twitter tweet Tweets, many tweets, a tweeteress. I don't know, but I'm going to read it. Here we go. So, uh, so the person here is talking about the uh, Tim Hunt thing. I'm going to try to explain what happened. Tim Hunt is the guy who uh, who wound up making a joke at a conference where he was giving a speech. Uh, the joke did not go over well. In the joke, he said that women cry, uh, and uh, and that was the joke. There was another part of the joke. He he was clearly using hyperbole as he explained in the very next sentence, and then he he got called out for it. They had to they they basically said, "Oh, you can't do that," whatever, and they got kind of mad at him, etc. So they right. he lost his job, his his honorary position, and uh, and he wound up apologizing for for the comments, but didn't matter. He still lost his job. And Tom and I were both thinking that seems ridiculous that he lost his job. I think both of us, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what our full positions were on it, but I thought we both kind of understood the university had to fire him because of the backlash. And, you know, as businesses, you kind of have to decide whether or not you're going to keep somebody on who's going to make you lose a bunch of money. Uh, but we thought, well, it's shitty that he got fired. Right. Then the next week, there was a story about a, a, a Canadian professor who posted all the gays should be hanged with this gay flag that they're trying to raise in this part of town that I'm in. And uh, and he got fired. He posted it from his personal Facebook page. It was a news story. Uh, he got called into the office and then he got fired right away. And so she called us a hypocrite because we thought that that guy should be fired. When she called it, when she called us a hypocrite, we, we both said to her, well, those situations aren't equal. And she said, no, I didn't equate the contents of those statements. That would be dumb. And my tweets did not imply that I did. Neither did your statements on the show. So I won't I don't understand why you, you think that I did. As I recall the issue was about how public statements should be used against people. On Atheistically Speaking, you said that holding Tim Hunt's comments in a speech against him and using his Twitter to hound him out of an honorary position was wrong. On your show, you said that firing someone because of an article and a comment he made on Facebook was fine. You brought up Tim Hunt when you mentioned it. I presume that we agree that the Internet is a haven for people to express themselves in ways they wouldn't dare in real life. Let's start right there and I'll say, yes, it can be as long as you're smart enough to use an anonymous login. If you're using your own login with your own name, 
No, I do not think that you should ex- presume that the internet is an anonymous a, a way in which to express yourselves in ways you wouldn't dare in real life. Yeah, I, I, I'm stuck with that word haven. You know, that implies that like the internet is this kind of sacred space for that kind of speech, and I, I'm I'm not sure that that's you know that 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 can be the case. I guess as long as you decide that you're going to go about it in a very specific and protected way, sure. right? And if they dock somebody for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody was trying to be anonymous, let's say this guy went to Reddit, made a throwaway account and said, I hate all gay people. And then we, we came back the next, the, the next week and say Gawker doxed him and found out he was a professor and got fired for it. I would be upset by that. Now, again, I don't know that the, 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 the business would be in the wrong for firing someone like that because, again, businesses need to make sure that they cover their own ass. But, uh, but I would be upset that someone got doxxed. Yeah, I was going to say, what you object to is the doxing, yeah. though. Yeah, it's not the firing. Yeah. It's the doxing, right? The guy right. said something yeah. horrible, but I dislike if someone's trying to remain anonymous, making them not anonymous. This guy right. posted it from his personal Facebook account. Right. He wasn't – there's was nothing – there's no haven. Yeah. He wasn't seeking a safe haven. That's, you know, social media, when you use your own fucking name, it's you're out there for the fucking world yeah. to see. That's that's why it's social, right? She says there's also a distant disconnect between what you say uh, in response to an article you just read in the heat of a moment, possibly while lying in bed under your news feed. Uh, and what you think in the cold light of everyday life. What I'm trying to say is that if you are being fair I think you would have gone into a deeper discussion about the second guy before agreeing that it was okay to be for him to be fired for one stupid post. I mean, he did treat homosexual. Did he treat homosexuals differently than heterosexuals? Did he ask his students about their sexual orientation? You know, look for evidence that his comment was more than just internet bravado and reflected how he would act in real life. And uh, and what about those comments you uh, made on articles and YouTube videos? Should people be able to be fired for those? I would say if you use your real name. And somebody does an internet search and finds your real name on a YouTube video and they and they they Google you and that happens to come up where you're calling you're you're basically telling Rebecca Watson she needs to be fucking hate raped. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. I think you should be fired. I don't I don't I don't think I know if you were my employee, I'd fire you. Yeah, I guess I guess I have a hard time feeling sorry. Like why should you why should you get away just because you're on the internet you why why should my behavior on the internet be sort of uh consequence free when the rest of my speech is not consequence free like i i feel like the argument being made is hey man what happens on the internet stays on the internet like it's the vegas of communication and that it's but you know the internet has become the real world there is no distinction. It's not, you know, like when when he asks, I think it's a false question, Cecil. When when the question is posed, did did he did he actually treat gay people differently? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he treated them differently by posting publicly that they should be hung. Yeah, that is treating them differently. That that's like there's no the at this point in life, like let's let's call this out and say. You know, there is no real distinction between our real lives and our, you know, digital lives. They're they're entwined together in a way that makes them inextricable from one another. Um, So, 
you know, yeah, if you say something fucking mean-spirited and fucking hateful, should you be held accountable for the mean-spirited, hateful shit you say? I mean, my feeling to that is generally, yeah, you you should be accountable for your actions because grownups are fucking accountable for their fucking actions. And and let's bring Tim Hunt back into it. And that's what this person says. Bring Tim Hunt back into it. Is this statements were prepared? That means that he spent at least an hour on it. Uh, he practiced his speech, spent time with his speech, considered his words and likely a reaction of his audience. He tried to make sure his words conveyed real, real meaning, and he decided that they did. And it's much more thought than people put into comments on their Facebook post. So what you're saying is, is that because he presented a speech where he made a joke and he should be we should have the same reaction to someone saying that gays should be killed, that they should be hung. One is advocating violence, and the other one is just saying women cry. One is hate speech, and one is not. One's a joke that somebody apologized for, Mm -hmm. and one is not a joke because the person never apologized for it and asked people to pray for his job. So they're not the same. So when you call us a hypocrite, hypocrites, because we take different stances, that's because these are very, very, very different instances. They are not analogous in any way they're not analogous and so when you can't look at it in the same way so trying to smash these two things together to say well this is exactly what happened to tim hunt and you guys were on the different side isn't true that's just not that's not the case now tim hunt do i think he made a poor choice of a joke sure he did but that's very different from saying a statement like the gays should be hanged and then getting fired for it. Well, and Tim Hunt has time and again, and this is something else we talked about. Tim Hunt has time and again been an advocate for women in science. And so I do think it's reasonable to say with the Tim Hunt situation that he made a joke. It was probably a stupid joke. It was it was probably in somewhat poor taste. But what do we know of Tim Hunt? Do we know, you know, is 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 he really a misogynist or is he somebody who's actually an ally for women in science who, you know, made, made a, a, a dumb comment? Um, I also, if I recall correctly, he didn't have a lot of time to prepare that speech. It was kind of a last minute thing. Um, and I have I have little patience for somebody who says, well, you know, Tim Hunt had, you know, let's say he had a day to prepare his speech. You have all the time in the world to prepare your Facebook. Yeah. You don't. Nobody's pressuring you to put a status up about whether or not you should kill gays, right? <laughs> That's very true. I have no I have no time pressure yeah. about that. I, in fact, I have all the fucking time in the world to curtail my hate speech. So when those those two situations, um, you know, it's not like, oh my God, I had to respond to my, you know, on my Facebook feed. No, you have all the time in the world. You can just not post fucking anything. Or you can type if, it up and then wait till tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So that's that's nonsense to me. Yeah, I just I don't think that they're 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 similar in any way. So I don't feel like like I need to react to them in the same way. So we got a message from Stuart um, and Stuart is the host of exposing uh, pseudo astronomy. And uh, he sent us some really nice pictures of the desert. Tom, he wants you to read, though, where they came from. He said this year, the Perseid meteor shower peaked the first night of the conference. So I drove to the. Wukwai Pueblo. That's not in the Wupakti that's National good. I Monument. I think Wupakti is probably right. Wupakti's yeah. 
the Kolachki National Monument. The Kolachki National Monument. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Uh, to photograph it, you kept me company for the hour drive there and back, and the four hours I had my camera set up. You'll also be keeping keeping me company tonight as I drive. To and from the Grand Canyon. Wow. The photos are beautiful. They really are gorgeous. I'm going to post beautiful. these on uh, on this episode's show uh, notes. Uh, man. This is episode 245. It's it, it really some great stuff. So we got a message from Carolyn, and Carolyn asks us, what we say to people when they bring up some woo, and we kind of respond, how do we respond to that? Because uh, basically she says, I lived in Europe. One day, someone was at her house and uh, recommending to use homeopathy to treat a rash. And uh, she clearly, Carolyn knows that this is not a thing. Homeopathy is fucking sugar pills. And so she responded with, uh, we don't use homeopathy. But she'd like to have a ready answer for that. And I think that that's a perfectly fine answer. What I say when people say, like, would you like to use this thing? I say... Um, or they tell me how I should – like what I should put on my body or what kind of fucking salves or whatever. And they're like talking, <laughs> you got to crush up some garlic. You got to stuff some garlic up your nose or whatever. I just be like, The first thing I say is, well, I just don't think that that's going to be effective. Or I say something like, I just don't buy that that stuff works. The, the, the hard thing is is that when people have this in their head, it's a hard thing to try to shake them out of it. So you're never going to have – I don't think that there's a proper ready answer. At least I don't have one. That I can throw out and be like, that's gonna work. It's you gotta. It's gonna be a sticky, weird situation if you refuse. Yeah, and it's tough because you know the inclination is to be polite. Yeah, you know, particularly you know when you when it's somebody that you like or that you respect or that you work with, and they're just trying to be. You know, the thing is, like in most of these situations, people are legitimately just trying to help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, coming at them aggressively or being an asshole, I think is. Uh, you know, it just doesn't work. It's, there's yeah. no, nothing good comes of that kind of behavior. Um, so, you know, I kind of do the same thing. I'm just like, ah, it's not a thing for me. I'll just, I'll just say something like non-committal, like, ah, it's not for me. That's not my thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip that. And then I just change the subject. Be like, mm, fucking, how about that thing over there? You know, I just, I'm not gonna do it. I, I, I won't even engage the conversation. Yeah. We got a, a message from Damon, and Damon wanted to know. Uh, what other shows have we been on? So we we have people on our show, but what other shows have you guys been on? We'd I'd love to listen to some of the other stuff that you guys put out through other people's podcasts. And there's somebody on the, on the Wellwater Drinkers uh, Reddit actually went through and put together a very comprehensive list. Now I don't think it's completely up to date, but again, comments on this thread would probably get the person to update it. So if there was updates that needed to be done, but it's a pretty comprehensive thread. We're going to post it on this week's show notes. This takes you to a Reddit that is dedicated to us. So if you want to subscribe to that Reddit, but if you're interested in listening to any of those things, we're going to post it on this week's show notes, uh, episode 245. We got a great image. This is going to be the image for this episode of Pastor Manning's, uh, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. It's a, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's great. It's though. a, uh, it's a canned good that Pastor Manning came out with. Uh, this is from Patrick, uh, and he also made sure to mention that this is satire and not a real product. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank I, you. I yeah, was nearly, I nearly went out to the store, Patrick. Thank you. I was so close to running to the store to buy this. We got a message from Autumn, and she was wondering if she should make us uh, a logo. If she happened to design a logo for us, if we would like it and use it, it's very nice of you to offer. 
Uh, but we've had this logo for quite some time and we're, we're happy with it. And we also get messages too from people who want to, uh, make theme songs for us and things. And we're very happy when you do that sort of thing. We're very thrilled that people would, would, uh, take that much ownership of the show and, and be, you know, follow it that, that, that closely that they'd be interested in doing something like that. But, um, if you just know, if you do send something like that in, don't get offended if we don't use it because we actually are very happy with our logo and, and we're also happy with, the. Uh, with the, uh, the the theme songs that we have and that we've chosen, they, they're sort of a staple of the show after this many episodes. So, um, so we're happy to get these things in, but we also understand that we might not use them. We got a message from Michael, and uh, Michael basically says, "You guys are great, but here's the deal: I really dislike that you guys casually dismissed the the killing of Cecil the lion, and how you guys really don't care that much about." pigs or dogs or black bears or you know any of those animal type things and uh he says with all due respect i would be really stoked if you guys thought a little bit more about animal rights particularly regards to hunting um and uh and basically sort of come out and like you know talk a little bit about animal rights and that's just not something i'm passionate about i'm not an animal rights guy i'm not i i, I don't foresee that in my future uh it's not that i'm uh, it's not that I don't care about animals. I think I do care about animals, but I don't care about them enough to stop someone from hunting. Uh, I don't care enough about about them to even do anything about people that hunt. Uh, I'm a meat eater. I eat meat, and I'm and I want to be. I I think I'm trying to be sort of logically consistent when I say, yeah, I don't really care about animals because I eat them all the time, and I'm not. It's not something that I've really changed much. Um, I try to be a like I I, I try to be. I try to eat more vegetables specifically for health reasons, but not for any other ethical reasons. That's just – it's just not something I'm passionate about. So it's not anything I'm really ever going to talk about. You know, in our house, um, we've had a number of – I'll be honest. Eating meat is something that I've struggled with uh, because when I fucking love eating meat, I'm just going to say it. And and I have gone bird hunting and I've felt no uh, emotional no, discomfort yeah. with killing birds sure. at all. I'm not, I mean, I, I just don't, I just don't feel it. I just don't have any emotional reaction to it's, it, you know, if there is any kind of a, uh, a response to killing animals for meat, it would, it's an entirely intellectual response, which will be, I'll be honest, is hard to get galvanized over. Um, and I actually enjoyed hunting and I, and I do think that if you're going to eat meat, um, you know, I think going out and hunting and seeing where it comes from is an honest, a more honest approach than purchasing factory farmed goods exclusively and pretending you don't know where meat comes from. Um, I don't, I don't really give a shit what other people do in that in that regard. But I will say that in our house, we've had a lot of conversations, particularly with my eight year old, around eating meat um, and. You know, my eight-year-old is considering <clears throat> moving to vegetarianism. I, I think he, I think he intellectually kind of wants to do it, but also he struggles because he likes eating meat and he likes bacon. Uh, he does. He fucking eats a lot of. I mean, he'll eat a pound of bacon, no problem, no problem. Um, but we talked about it. We've had twenty conversations about it. And if he goes vegetarian, I will go vegetarian to support him because I don't have a lot of really strong logical counter arguments um and so if i don't i want to be honest with him and say hey man you know i can't argue against your position 
Um, it doesn't. It's not something that strikes me as as a, 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 a something to galvanize around. But I'll support you. Um, so there's a possibility that our household could go vegetarian in the reasonably near future. Um, but it's. But I also want to go deer hunting next year. <laughs> so, you know, I, I have that conflict. I'll admit that I have that conflict. So we got a message from Stuart, and he's from Horsham, Sussex? Horsham? No. Isn't that where the hobbits live? Horsham. No, that's where they keep their hookers in Britain. Horsham. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's where they get the that's that's where the hookers and the uh yeah. uh fireworks are. Fireworks and hookers are yeah. in Horsham. So uh he says uh he's fascinated about American politics, but he doesn't really know a lot about American politics. Can you give a, a very short rundown? Uh, we have two major political parties. That's the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, <laughs> no, we have we have two two major parties: Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, the Democrats are the liberals, so they're the ones who are what they call progressives. They're the ones who uh, like uh, progressive social issues, like uh, they're in favor of gay marriage. They uh, are in favor of people, uh, you know, having welfare if they need it, having health care if they need it. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's the other side, which likes to pretend that Republicans, which like to pretend that they're fiscally conservative, although over the past many years, they have proven that they are not fiscally conservative. Instead, they are socially conservative. So they are against gay marriage. They are mostly a bootstraps sort of organization. They think that people should pull themselves up by their own bootstraps, that the rich should uh, receive lots of tax breaks and uh, and I am clearly biased, so yeah, you can hear right. I am, by everything I am I'm more saying. More biased than you are. I am in that horribly regard. biased, um, uh, mainly because uh, because the Republican Party for me has been a big lie, uh, especially with fiscal conservative. When they talk about being fiscally conservative, they talk about cutting the budget. They never talk about the defense portion of our of our. Uh, economy, which is the largest thing that we spend money on. Instead, they always talk about little things like last week when they talked about Planned Parenthood. And it was a, right. it was a preacher, but still, that's one of the things that comes up all the time in uh, in in the government is where they talk about how they want to defund Planned Parenthood and how they want to take uh, uh, money away from lots of different programs like social programs, and then they'll come up and say, we spent $5,000 on studying bees. What are we studying bees for? And, you know, <laughs> things like that. And they just, they're, right. they're anti-science. They're pro, they think, they don't think global warming's a thing. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons I, I, I am disillusioned with the Republican Party. I'm sure if you listen to Rush Limbaugh, he would tell you a very different story about the Republican Party, but this is a biased show. So that's the, that's the answer you're going to get. Yeah, I think the Republicans, to be charitable, would see themselves as the party of personal responsibility. I think that that's a charitable sure. way. They, when I was talking to my son about this the other day, um, he actually – we were talking about it and I was trying actually to be uh, not biased when I talked about this. I was trying to be as objective as I could. And he's like, that kind of sounds like every man for themselves. And I was like, yeah. That's pretty much it, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I can't. I'm sorry. I cannot. I can't be objective about that either. Yeah, and we're not. And we never. We never, we claim, never claim to be. We're not. We're not. A, we're not a middle of the road fucking no. show. No. So, um, so we want to finish up with a message about Planned Parenthood. Uh, this is from someone who sent. I get so mad when people talk ignorantly about Planned Parenthood. Uh, I was living in another country when I was raped. 
Uh, I wanted the comforts of home during this time, so I went back to the USA. I had no job or health care. The only place that I knew that I could go was Planned Parenthood. I wasn't pregnant, but they tested me for all the STDs on multiple visits, uh, as you can't be clear for AIDS for nine months. Uh, they also referred me to a very helpful and very affordable counseling place, as I desperately needed to talk to professionals during this time of extreme grief in my life. I will be forever grateful to Planned Parenthood, as will millions of other women who never got abortions. Honestly, I don't know what I would have done without them as I genuinely couldn't have afforded to go elsewhere. And this was before Obamacare, this person writes. So I think that this story is sort of emblematic of what those people do for a living. This is exactly what those people do every day. And, uh, and it's not just one person and it's not just one story. Uh, it's millions of people that are helped by Planned Parenthood every time. And I think, Tom, when we do our spring fundraiser, because I think we're still going to do a charitable donation around Christmas time. But when we look at spring or summer, when we do our, our second donation for next year, we should really look at an organization that's going to help women. And whether it's Planned Parenthood or something else, I think that's something we really need to look at because this is an organization that really – it, it it needs these funds to make sure that they help people that are in situations just like this. Agreed. So we want to thank Bobby C., Miss Ashley, and Jeremiah for coming on the show tonight uh, from the No Religion Required podcast. What a great, great group of people. They are so funny, so easy to talk to, uh, really just had a wonderful time. Uh, if you want to check out their show, check out the show notes uh, for this episode uh, the, the, their show is a, a lot like what happened tonight. We just sit around, uh, just chat, and it was just a blast. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we'll be back with another show next week, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. So I, uh, on the train today, uh, I'm on the train with my boss and we're going up with the, the thing is, is the campus that I work on is split, right? So 
it, part of it's downtown, part of it's in, in another part of the city. So you have to get on the CTA in order to get to where the other part of the campus is. And we have to go to the other campus. Okay, wait, hold on. What's the CTA? Like, what it's, do you mean uh, by the so CTA? So it's the L. It's the, it's the elevated okay, so train. It's the elevated train. Yes, this is the elevated train, the brown line. And we're going up north. And, um, and I'm sitting there with him. We're talking. And there's this, this woman. There's, there's ways to sit where you're like, you're like sitting forward or backward. And then you could also sit side to side. And this woman's sort of sitting side to side. So basically her back is against where the door would open. And then I'm sitting um, so that my back is toward where the train is going. So I'm kind okay. of staring right at her, right? Sure. And um, we're talking. And I say a joke to my boss. And this woman lets out a shriek in front of me. And I thought she was laughing at my joke. So the first thing I'm like, fucking, what are you dipping in my conversation? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? But she shrieked in a way that at first I thought, oh, She's laughing at my joke. And then the millisecond later, I was like, oh, no, she's crazy. And then the next millisecond, I was like, oh, no, she's having some real fucking problems here. Uh And so she seized up and started like – so she's making this sound that is just so hard to recreate. (laughs) It was like – it was like a like you're pushing something like a kind of like a stressful – you know what I mean? Like you're lifting something heavy or something. So she starts doing that. And she starts shaking, and then she, like, just fucking straightens out. Like, she's sitting on this – and she's straight, and she's flat as a board, and straightened out and, like, kind of just – and so immediately I put my hand on her. I'm like, ma'am, are you okay? Are you okay, ma'am? Ma'am, are you okay? And my boss is kind of just looking at me like, what the fuck is going on? And so I tell him, go press the button, right? Well, my boss is not a city guy, (laughs) so he stands up, and he runs over, and the L trains in Chicago have a, a door latch. So you could open the door to the outside Wait, of the train. Wait, what? Like while the train's moving? Yes, yes, you can open the doors to get out of the train. It's an, it's an emergency hatch, right? Like you have to be able to have those, right? So you, all you have to do is pull down on this thing and the doors will start to open. So he pulls down on the Wait, door openers thing. Well, why did he do that? Well, he doesn't know. I told him to push, to push the button, but he panicked. He didn't know what to do. Sure, he's just hitting every available button. So he's just button. like fucking – like if there was like a guy there who was just like – I was like, punch that guy. He'd be like, okay. And he would have hit him. He, didn't fucking, he doesn't know. Uh, no. So he says – you know, he runs over and I'm like – and he starts pulling this thing. As he's doing this, this woman – you know, even before then, he st- she starts shaking, right? So we're going, we're actually going like 30 miles an hour on the train. Well, she's shaking and the train is moving and she's kind of leaning to the side and her head's against this partition. So she starts banging her head off of this partition oh, in Jesus. a very violent way. Oh my God. So I get this guy who's standing next to me. I'm like, hold her head for a second. So he holds her head for just a second and I pull my coat off and i luckily i had a coat on today right because it's yeah fucking right it's been hot in chicago it's chilly today so i stick the coat in between her head and the wall so he doesn't have to hold her head and she doesn't have to you know fucking right. whack her goddamn Wallop noggin her on the fucking wall you know so she starts shaking <clears throat> and then she starts biting like freak and somebody starts screaming like put something in her mouth and i'm thinking i don't have anything to put right, in her mouth yeah. like, what I-, I have on me my entire what I have on me is my phone, which I don't want to put in someone's mouth. Yeah, my wallets, which are on my ass all day, and I don't want to put in someone's mouth because they're right. by my ass all day. Yeah, and then I have like 
like uh, uh, my keys. Uh, yeah, that's not suggested. So then I have my keys, and you're like, well, you know, that's actually probably more dangerous, right? You know, you stick keys. You don't even give your keys to like a, a teething toddler. Right. Yeah. You're you're like, swallow no. your keys. Yeah. Bad idea. And then, then you got to feed her magnets. Yeah. And then you got to just <laughs> got to put her in front of an X-ray machine. It was just ridiculous. So anyway, she uh, so they're like screaming stuff, and I was like, no, I'm not going to put anything in her fucking mouth. So I've got her, and uh, and she starts sort of slipping off. So I push her back up onto the thing. Somebody runs over and is like, "Well, I'm going to look in her in her uh, in her bag to see if she has a phone." And so he reaches in her bag and starts flipping through her phone. And he says, "Oh, it's locked." And I'm like, "Who cares?" And I look and I'm like, "You call nine one one because I'm like." What are we going to call her, Dad? You know, I was actually like, going to ask you. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what step two is. Of I'm going to look at her phone. Okay, so I think I think to call like a person in case of emergency because I think you could set those up on your phone somehow. But I'm thinking, what the fuck is that person going to do? Fly here? The only person you could call in the case of an emergency when you're having a medical emergency and that it would actually be useful is like Superman. Like that's the only person. <laughs> And I'm thinking, so this isn't this is useless. So that person, I'm like, stop. It's okay. Stop doing that. So this woman starts fucking really going at it, right? So she's kind of uh, like really letting out a lot of sound. She's shaking a lot. And she starts turning blue. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I mean, she is really just like shrieking and letting out this stuff. And I'm trying to hold her as still as possible. And this little kid comes running over and he starts grabbing her legs. And what? he's like, we got to put her on the ground. I was like, leave her alone. Just don't touch her. And he's like, we got to put her on the ground because she's got to get blood to her internal organs. And I was like, no, she's fine where she is. Just leave her alone. And the other guy's on the phone with 911 at this point, And he's like, they're coming. They're going to meet us at Chicago. Well, the train, because my boss doesn't know what he's doing, <laughs> pulled the door open while he stopped the train. Oh, my God. So the train stop. Now it's we a get comedy this, of errors. It is. It was ridiculous. So then we get this surly CTA person busting their ass to come back to shut the fucking door because they're mad because their train stopped. I'm trying to hold on to this woman. She starts before the CTA lady gets there. She starts really freaking out. And then Tom, I'm not kidding you. She let out one final sort of like fucking, Gah! and then she exhaled and she's all blue and then she was still. And I was like, oh, what? fuck, she fucking died right now. You, and I look over at the guy. You thought for that moment that you were holding a... I thought, I, I thought she was fucking dead, dude. I thought, oh, my God, this Holy woman shit. just fucking died. And I look at the guy, and the guy, the guy who's kind of sort of been helping me hold her up reaches over and touches her neck. And then I see her breathe in. I go, okay, she breathes. She breathes. She's, I think she's still with us. And so she breathed, breathing in. And, I was, and at that point, I decided... I could breathe in too at this point, you know, because at this point I'm holding my fucking breath. Right. And so my boss comes walking over and then the surly fucking CTA guide comes in and the CTA per like, person is like, who opened the door? And we're, and we all say, Hey, you got to get us to the station because there's a, a woman just had a seizure. Yeah. But who opened the door? Fuck and you. I said, who opened the door? Yeah. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, you just want to yell at somebody. And I was just like, look, I'm really sorry. I told someone to stop the train. He opened the door. It's uh, We're really sorry. We didn't know that that was going to happen. Can you please get us? And she's like, but they opened the door. And I'm just like, fucking get us to the station. You know, it's just like, you know, like you just want to I'm smack. holding what yeah. I thought was a corpse <laughs> 30 seconds ago. Uh. So the woman 
is completely fucking limp at this point. And she's breathing real shallow. And she's still kind of blue. And this woman, the woman, the CTA woman leaves. And then everybody, it felt like everybody fucking like stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night so they know what to do. So they all come (laughs) over. And like this one woman reaches in her bag. She's like, does she have any medication in there? And she starts pulling well, out medication. And she has two bottles of medication down her throat. And that's the thing is, like, she's not howdy doody. I don't have control of her mouth. What am I going to crush them up and shoot them up her nose? Like, what, what? How do I get the pills in her? First off, then she says, "Oh, you could call Walgreens and they'll tell you whether it's seizure medication." I'm like, nobody's going to do that. We're 45 seconds from the stop where there's going to be paramedics. Just put the pills away. So I had to stop somebody from digging on her phone. I had stopped somebody from taking her fucking her pills out. I had to have those get put back in there. So I'm like trying to wrangle her bag at the same time. They're like ransacking her shit. You know, it wasn't that. I think everybody was just trying to help in any way that they could. Right. But they didn't know what to do. And neither did I. But I at least I knew I didn't know what to do. Right. I was the only one in the in the car that sort of had a Socrates moment. Like, none of us know what the fuck's going on. I'm the only smartest one in the car that doesn't that realizes he doesn't know. You know what I right. mean? So I just said, fuck it. We're just not going to do anything. We're just going to leave her where she is. We're not going to put her on the floor. We're not going to fucking crush up fucking pills like it's a roofie and stick it in a fucking bottle of water and spray it all over like bukkake or something. We're not going to do any of these weird <laughs> things that you guys <laughs> want to do. <laughs> so we finally pulled into the stop, and she starts to wake up. And I was like, ma'am, you had a seizure. Are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. I'm tired. And so she lays her head back down. And then she was like completely out of it. She didn't recognize her own bags. But it was – and then the, finally wow. the guys come in and they like put her on the chair and uh, and we sort of take off and, and leave. But man, I've never seen anything like that in my life. It was absolutely terrifying that something like that happened today. I couldn't believe it. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It was, I, you know, but it, it was intense. It's, it's nice that everybody wants to help. It's just disconcerting right. that everybody's just like, fucking rub some oil on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. they have like no idea. Like, they're like, fold her in half. Feed her a sandwich. I was like, no, like, none of that stuff's going to help. Like, use her head to pound in a nail. <laughs> Take her to the park. Throw her in the lake. You're just like, none of these things are helping. <laughs> Splash some hot yeah. coffee in her underpants. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's like, call Rama Manual. Okay, none of these things are helping. Dial 311, 611, yeah. and 911. <laughs> we. We we need to pay her parking tickets, call her tech support, and the yeah. hospital at the same time. You get the th- the, the three stooges there if you dial three one one six one one and nine one one all at the same time. <laughs> Somebody I, having a seizure. That shit was insane. And the thing crazy. is, is it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't life threatening. It probably is not all that big a deal. But to me, I it freaked me the fuck out. I I would have no idea what to do, man. Like I. I well, I, it's what real else simple. can you do though? Well, I mean, you the, call the fucking yeah. you call the authority who knows what to yep. do, which is and not then just me. keep other people away from her from trying to do shit, right? You know, and the first thought, and another thought that went through my head too, when she went slack, was like, I don't know CPR. I don't know. I'm actually going to take that. Actually, is probably going to spur me to take a class in CPR because I had, I was like, I've seen people do CPR, sure, but I have no fucking idea how to do it. So you my know, first thought was like. Do I have to do like CPR? And then I was like, I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to do it. But, you don't want to do it wrong. But I right? don't, yeah, because you're going to fuck it up. But I was just like, somebody's going to be there trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Probably. But I wouldn't because I, you know, you're just not confident. But I think, I actually think I may take a class in, in, in just in CPR just to know 
but uh but a while back the reason why i knew what kind of what to do was um a buddy of mine and i were traveling in a car and a car uh flipped off the road we were going in michigan and this car you know how fast they drive in michigan right they yeah, drive like, like a million miles a million miles, miles. Yeah, they're like it's fucking, the, they're just the autobahn like, of america yeah you you leave your house and you're there before you left they travel that fast <laughs> And so we're I'm we're driving there and somebody just dips a little bit off the road, you know, just catches the shoulder in a weird way and their car slid and then start rolled once, twice and then shot off directly into a bunch of trees. Oh shit. And I mean fucking looked pretty horrible. So I get out of the car, he gets out of the car, we're the first people there. We they were 100 100 yards in front of us on the highway. So as soon as they started to flip, he slowed down. As soon as they went off the road, he pulled over. We both jump out of the car. He says, just wait here. Stop anyone from going down there except for paramedics. And I said, okay. So he runs down the hill. Um, he's a first aid guy, right? So okay. he runs down the hill. And he immediately, all he does is he tells them to turn off their engine, sit where they're at. The airbags deployed. They're both fucked up. And he's like, don't move. The authorities are coming right now. The car does not appear to be on fire. If the, I will be out here the whole time. If the car looks like it is on fire, we will try to get you out. But please stay where you're at. And just, I'm just here to talk to you. And that's all he did. And all I did was stand up there and stop the people from coming up. They were like, is there a lot of blood down there? And you're just like, yeah, there's a lot of blood. Go away. Like, that's all I did. But really, it, it, the, what I learned from him was you just wait for the authorities to get there or someone who knows. So like if a doctor would have come by, I should send the doctor down. Sure. But if you're not a doctor, what the fuck are you going to do? Right. You're, you're like, just going to go down and be like, oh, just fucking feed her a sandwich. You're like, that's going to help. <laughs> stop feeding people sandwiches. <laughs> So it's actually it, all you got to do is just just, you know, not let people fucking, you know, pretend they're a first aid guy, you know, if they're right. not a first aid guy. I've never been in a medical crisis situation. I think my initial reaction would be just to scream and run away. Just ah! and run the other direction. Just scream and, and move as fast as you can. Right. Which is, is basically I mean. like a trundling roll. That's. <laughs> 